We are breaking records today, okay? Maybe not world records or anything that you're going to go brag to your friends and family about, but it's something that I'm pretty dang proud of. We have a three-time recurring guest on the show today. Yes, yes, yes. And she is one of my favorite people in the entire world, and I am just so blessed to call her my friend. So today on the show, we have May Kay saying, and y'all, she's bringing the fire. Oh my gosh, this conversation took so many different turns that I had not expected, and it, it's just so good. It's so, so good, so we're not going to wait any longer. Let's get right to it. Welcome to The Profit Podcast, where we teach entrepreneurs how to start, launch, and market their podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Profit, and I'm so excited that you're here. Thanks for hanging out with me today, because if you've been trying to figure out the world of podcasting, think of this show as the time-saving shortcut you've been looking for. So let's get right to it, shall we? I feel like today's guest like needs no introduction because she has been on the podcast before and she is the first person to be on this podcast for the third time. Yes, that goes back to the rule bre- the rule breaking. No, we're not trying to break any rules. I was talking about like crushing goals and like smashing smashing all kinds of things here because I'm just so excited that she agreed to come on the show again today because it's been a while. I was like, oh my gosh, like it's been since January of 2020 since you were on the show and we had like just a fantastic catch up. So I'm gonna link in the show notes to previous episodes that I've done with May Kay, but if you haven't listened to, it's episode 77 where we talked about how to be a guest on other podcasts and then we did a follow-up to that episode episode 119, guesting on podcast, and it was the follow-up to the incredible conversation. But just to kind of recap real fast, May Kay and I crossed paths in 2019, and we actually met in person, and it was just so magical, so fun. We have just shared so many incredible conversations about visibility and people sharing like their important messages. So we just have this really deep connection. We say like, she's the peanut butter to my jelly. And we talk about it in here. By the way, I'm the peanut butter. She's the jelly or the jam. You'll understand that reference in a second. But for those of you that have not listened to those episodes, go check them out after this. But I'm going to give you a brief overview of who May Kay Sang really is and why you need to know her and follow her because she is incredible. So she is a podcast guesting strategist and the sustainable visibility mentor. She helps introverted and empathic entrepreneurial leaders feel safe in the spotlight when they guest on aligned podcasts so that they can become sustainably visible to grow their business for the long haul. And y'all, we just had so many incredible conversations about things that neither one of us had ever planned on talking about on a podcast. And what's really crazy about this conversation is we recorded this before all of the tragic events happened in Atlanta and the Asian hate movement really took off. And I just feel so blessed to have a friend who was already starting these types of conversations before 
anything like before it was really in the spotlight, in the media to be talked about. She has been working on these things behind the scenes. And I am just so proud to call her my friend. She's doing awesome, incredible things for the Asian community that I cannot wait to share with you. And just just this episode was just incredible. So enjoy this conversation with my girl, May Kay. All right, Profit Podcast listeners, I am extra, extra excited today because today's guest, like we are breaking records here because she is the first person to be on the podcast for the third time. So welcome to the show, May Kay. Oh, Crystal, I have missed you so, so much. And I'm so honored that I'm the first guest to have been on a podcast your podcast three times and it's also the first time I've ever been on a podcast three times so I think it's it's like I was gonna say virginity broken but that sounds so off but (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean (laughs) anyway it's better than that like we it's like we've taken our relationship like to the nth level of Mm -hmm. just like I mean obviously we love each other so much and this is so fun to be able to talk with I mean, it's the peanut butter to the jelly of podcasting. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. What, hang on, did we ever decide who's the peanut butter and who's the jelly? Yes, because... you're the peanut butter. I'm the jelly. Okay, I can't remember why. Okay. Though. <laughs> well, I was going to say because I love peanut. I was like, yeah, that's if why. I think that's why. <laughs> yeah, you call it div, but it's, it's okay. <laughs> I, I I like jelly, so well, we call it jam there in the go. UK, but you know. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so excited. So we were talking about, you know, the the first two times that May Kay was on the show. Um, and I actually have like, I have it all written down. All this is going to be in the show notes. But the first time was in August of 2019, where we talked about, you know, how to be a guest on podcast. And then in January of 2020, it was kind of the follow-up because May Kay mm-hmm. had been on the show. She had pitched over a hundred, a hundred and one. Exactly. You. If you want to go, you. You have to go listen to that episode and hear the whole backstory to that. But then she came back on the show and shared her experience. So I just want to dive right into what's been the one thing that you're most excited about right now as it pertains to podcasting and your podcast journey. I'm just so excited that uh, so many people are finally seeing the beauty of the strategy. And I will talk about holes in the industry and all that stuff in just a minute. But what I really love is that some people are really taking it seriously, that it is a true way that they can start amplifying their voice and make really deep meaningful connections and it's just kind of like it's still in its infancy stage in the grand scheme of things right and I just love that it's becoming more and more normalized to think of guesting on podcasts as a way to grow your business yeah oh my gosh I mean I'm imagining you telling somebody two years ago what you did and then looking at you like wait what can you explain it and Mm -hmm. then now you're like, is, is it a lot easier to explain what you do to someone who maybe never heard of exactly how you strategize with podcast guesting? Yeah, that's, that's precisely it. Because when I did that one-on-one challenge back in July, 2019, that was a time when like podcast guesting, it was like, what, what was that? I've heard of it. I haven't really seen anybody do it apart from if I can spend an arm and a leg every single month for a PR agency. I mean, 
how how does a normal person do it like who isn't able to or doesn't want to invest in that much right um so yeah i think it's become a more and more normalized which i absolutely love because it's it's my number one <laughs> strategy that i personally love and it's sustainable for me personally because i know that the strategy aligns with my energy type it aligns with my human design it aligns with like just how I love showing up for my audience and how they like to consume content so it's just yeah if anything the best thing is just it's becoming more normalized (laughs) yes oh my gosh I, I love I love the perspective of you know like I said like She's the jelly to my peanut. Oh, sorry, she's the jam to my peanut butter. <laughs> because I mean, it's just I-, I love geeking out and nerding out like about everything to do with podcasting. But podcast guesting is something that I personally haven't done a lot of. I haven't put a ton of energy behind it because part of my strategy has been so much about the content creation that I'm just now looking at opportunities to really guest on shows. I've kind of established a name for myself and what I do now. So I feel like the opportunity is greater. But if somebody's listening and they're like, I wouldn't even know where to get started. Like where, what kind of advice would you give to someone who is looking at getting started with guesting, but they're super intimidated. They're very Mm. intimidated right now. Absolutely. So The number one thing that you need to remember, because a lot of people get tied up in like, am I an expert enough to be able to do this? So I want to share this concept that I like to call the credibility coin. So coins have two sides to them, right? So if you have one side, that's great. If you have both, even better. So the first side of the credibility coin is professional credibility. So these are the things where maybe you have studied a certain topic at university or maybe not even university maybe you have a diploma that didn't require you to go to university or is it a certification that you have whatever it is some sort of formal qualification that counts as a side of the of the professional credibility coin um what also goes there is the results that you get for your clients right so that is like how you've obtained your expertise in that sense but I find that it often stops there. Normally, it feels very one-sided, this credibility. So that's where we slip to the other side of the coin, which is your personal credibility. And what this is all about is actually living, breathing, embodying everything that you're teaching your clients. And I find that sometimes in the industry, there are many people who are service providers in particular, they do all the things for their clients because they prioritize their clients. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. But I find that wouldn't it be even better if you live your process and it's reflected in your own business? That's what I mean when it comes to personal credibility is that you have results for yourself. And unlike many of my peers who also do podcast guesting for their clients, well, I don't pitch my clients anymore. I teach more people. But my point is that um, on their websites, they say, I have 10 years of experience in PR. And then I thought to myself, so do I need to wait another eight years before I feel worthy? No, definitely not. Because I had personal credibility first. I did that challenge. I got the results for myself. Then I started to see are these results actually repeatable with other people in different industries? So I started testing it out with a couple of clients who want who were open to see 
if like if I could write a pitch for them, if they get responses. And lo and behold, the results were consistent. So that's what you need to think about. Like, do you have both sides of the credibility coin? Like, it's it's okay to have one, but I think it's even more powerful when you have both. That's so good. That's so helpful to think about it that way. And I'm I'm thinking of a personal example for me, you know, because people often so many people are like, Crystal, I don't understand how you put out this much content and you're doing, you know, you have YouTube and you have podcasts, you have a daily podcast. Like, why do you do this? And, you know, if I'm being totally honest, a part of that was that credibility factor of feeling like, well, I haven't been doing this as long as other podcast experts that are out there. Mm -hmm. However, if like now I've been doing this, I feel like it's been decades that I've been talking about (laughs) podcasting. And it's funny because it hasn't been that long, but it's been such a fun ride and I enjoy it so, so much. And for me, like I could actually put on my website that I've done more than 480 podcast episodes at this point. And that blows my own mind. I'm like, oh, is is this right? But if I look at all of it, you know, like what you were saying, you know, if, if you look at someone's website and you see like, this is the credibility, then it's like, oh, I, I think that I could like go work with her and go do this. So um, that's the reason why I asked the question about guesting. Cause I think that so many people get caught up in this mindset of like, do I really, should I do this for eight more years or do I need to have like, go get four or five certifications just to mm. be able to podcast? Like I see this all the time. And what you just said is so, so brilliant because it's what can you talk about really well? that will actually help people. And we're going to get into this in a little bit. Like we said, we're (laughs) going to talk about pitches and what you can actually do for other people. That is very important. But I think that it's important to realize that y'all, if you're listening to this podcast, you have so much to share. All of us as human beings, we have messages, we have experiences, we have journeys that we've gone on. And I promise you, there are people out there that can benefit from your story. So I felt like that was like a soapbox moment. I needed to just like get that (laughs) off my chest, that there's so much that we all have to share. So, um, I don't know. Did you have anything else to add to that? Um, well, I'm totally there with you with the whole feeling like, oh, I don't feel like I'm professional enough, but as long as I can uphold my own experience and to draw from that, I can't I can't skip ahead eight years <laughs> until I get that that magical 10. And I don't I don't know if I'm gonna do this precise work in the exact same way in 10 years. Very unlikely. Um, but there's one thing I did want to share about the number of years. Um, so this really helped me very early on. So shout out to one of my mentors, Rob Marsh, um, who helped me with this because I shared this very same concern. I met him when I was probably about 23. And then I shared like, oh, I don't have 10 years of copywriting in me. Am I going to be okay to charge thousands of dollars for this work? Because I can get results, but I don't have those years of experience to back me up. And he said, okay, the thing with you is that you grow very fast so fast sometimes to the point where the people who have been in business in 10 years that they look to you and think damn I wish I could do that because there is this safety in a sense maybe it could be somewhat complacency as well where people just stop there the fact that they've been in it for 10 years but what Rob said to me was like someone can have the same experience for 10 years in a row 
you have different experiences every single year, multiple times a year. And that's what makes you credible. And ever since then, whenever I see someone's in 10 years, I'm like, great, that's amazing for you. I'm glad someone is because I probably won't be. <laughs> that's what I helps like a lot. That's a mic drop. That's yeah. a mic drop. Like, you know, like, well, and, but it's, but it's so good to, you know, you know, to receive that compliment. That's what mm. I see that as like a compliment as like, yeah. you know, you don't stay the same. You're not just, you know, you're not in a corporate job working, showing up at the same cubicle every single week. And then like banging your head against the wall saying, why am I still here doing this? You're saying, what sounds fun this year? Like what's yeah. like, what is the thing that I want to chase? And that's just, I mean, this is my outside perspective looking in at all the amazing things that you've done. You're just like, how can I help people and have a lot of fun doing it? And then like, I don't see, I haven't seen you, you know, we've known each other for two plus years at this point. And just to have seen your journey, I never look at her and say, she looks bored or she just looks like she's not having fun in what she's doing. So has that been your experience? Are you just having fun? I am having fun. I just had a completely like new idea today. Um, I'm thinking about representation when with regards to women of color, for example, and I'm focusing specifically on East, East Asian, um, you know, entrepreneurs like because some people actually don't resonate with that term and I want to understand why. So I want to expand the perspective of inclusivity of what it means to be a woman of color because I'm personally quite fair-skinned. So sometimes I'm actually not considered as a woman of color, even though I am. Um, but I'm already thinking of putting a little survey together, some research to actually see, is there something that needs to be said about this term? But that, that's a whole different thing. Um <laughs> But well, for our listeners, because maybe there's somebody that's listening that's like, oh, that's me. But if someone's like wondering, what is what does the term East Asian mean to you? Can you explain right. that to us? Yeah, I think because my mentor, like she lovingly called me out on this when I said that there was only one other Asian person on her sales page, apart from myself. And then she corrected me and she was and she was right. She's like, oh, there's also so and so and so and so. And then I it clocked on to me. I was like, oh, wait, oh, they're South Asian. They're still Asian. Of course they are. But in my head, in my upbringing, my family, whenever we say Asian, we mean fellow Chinese people. We mean people are, who are Japanese or Korean or Vietnamese, Philippine, Filipina, Filipino. Um, you know, there are so obviously there's much more than that. But I've start, I've just noticed I've had some of these private conversations and I, I asked them, like, do you resonate with this? And then they're almost ashamed to say no. They're like, I should feel like I am, but I don't feel like it. And I want to understand why. Um, because I noticed like there has been a huge shift, which I'm so grateful to see. Ever since the Black Lives Matter movement, everyone has been a lot more consciously aware of who they're putting on their platforms, the kind of people they're having on their podcasts, on their summits, their virtual events. Um, and so I've, I've noticed there's definitely been an an uprise in diversity there for sure however when I see I notice there's almost no or maybe one if I'm if we're lucky East Asian on there and so I was just curious um to understand and then there's this whole conversation about model minorities um kind of like how when I look at my own upbringing for example 
my parents, I learned this very recently. So it's actually quite an endearing reason, but it's also very heartbreaking at the same time that I don't speak fluent Chinese. And the reason why is because I grew up in North Devon, which is a uh, it's part in the countryside in England, here in the UK. And there was little to no diversity whatsoever. And my dad said, almost apologetically, in the last couple of months, he said, your mom and I, we didn't want to teach you because we didn't want to give anyone else a reason to pick on you mm. because you're different. They already knew that, you, that you're different because of how you look. We didn't want you to sound any different to give them any other ammunition to use against you. And that broke my heart to think that my parents, they thought so far ahead to try and prevent any unnecessary pain at school. And my sister and I, we did get bullied quite badly, actually. It could be for many reasons, but we know that race is definitely one of them. Um, but yeah, I started to understand why. And then I've just been recently reading a lot. And when it comes to the model minority thing, we don't speak up when something's wrong because we're taught to stay quiet, don't be a burden, don't cause a fuss. So no one would actually know that something's up because we don't say it. We're trained not to, conditioned not to even. Um, but with the escalation of um, anti-Asian racism, specifically for East Asians because of COVID, people are using their prejudice against us and the violence has escalated rapidly and it's breaking my heart into pieces and that's where this is all coming about really and if anyone asks me why do you guest on podcast yeah it's to share value 100 but i recently had someone say to me she's also east asian herself and she said what is it like for you to be one of the few asian women who are being represented and that really shook me to my core and I realized that I have a responsibility each of us have has a responsibility understanding who we stand for I stand for women I stand for anyone on the LGBTQQ wait a LGBTQIA plus community that's getting longer and longer um <laughs> entrepreneurs anyone who's been in a sexually abusive relationship or just abuse. I think of everyone I'm standing for. And that's what we all need to be aware of as well, I think, to realize like, who are we telling that things are possible because we've made it? So that, that went on quite the tangent that I didn't think we'd actually get to. I love it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there was somebody, like someone is listening right now that needed to hear everything that you just said, because I kept thinking, wow, that's all I kept thinking is, wow, wow, wow. Because y'all, this right here, everything that May Kay just shared is the reason why podcasting is so special to me. It's why I, because at the end of the day, it's not about me. It's not about May Kay. It's not about either one of us. It's about us sharing stories and our experiences to help other people, right? Mm -hmm. May Kay didn't just sit there and say, you know, these are my experiences. I want you to understand everything that I'm saying that's coming out of my mouth is she's curious and she wants to know 
how does this affect other people and how can I help them? And I mean, yeah, it was totally not where I expected any of this conversation <laughs> to go today, but holy moly, like this is just like, it's blowing my mind because this is, I, I know that there are several people probably that heard everything that you just said and said, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I needed to hear today. So thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you for providing the safe space to share it. I was like, my heart is like bursting out of my chest right now, both out of gratitude and I'm like, oh my God, I said on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right, you know what? This is a safe space. Yes, this is absolutely a safe space. But also I think that that's a, to go back to why I podcast like my whole reason, and I've done I've done podcast episodes about this. I've talked about this before, but it's what I call the ripple effect of podcasting. It's because mm. you and I having this conversation right now is just a drop in the bucket, right? It is one small conversation, but we just never know how much it could ripple out. Someone could hear exactly what you just said in change their own perspective of how they show up in their life every day or have a conversation with someone in their family that they feel more open about because you shared your story and you shared your experience. And that like, I can't even like let my mind like go there or my heart go there because I would just be in a puddle for days, just bawling my eyes out saying, oh my gosh, like this is why I do what I do because it it is that important. And I think that it's so special that you shared that here with us and that you are doing these things that matter so much. It's not just about being a guest on someone's show. It's about showing up so other people know that their voice is important to yes. be heard. And it is important for them to show up and to be brave, even if you feel like your heart's going to be out of your <laughs> chest. And you're like, did I did I say that? Was I supposed to say that? Like, I don't know, but I, it felt good. And I just, I know I want to keep moving forward. Like, these are the things that I'm just, I'm so grateful that you're here. I'm so grateful that we have created this friendship that's lasted. Mm. And it's, I mean, we can just nerd out together on all the things. So I'm so yes. grateful that you're here. Oh, I'm so, oh, wait, we're not even at the end yet, but I'm so grateful to be here. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you for, no, I, I truly mean it from the bottom of my heart that is now back in my chest because it felt like it was coming out. <laughs> but I, it means, I can't even put into words how much it means to be able to say that without feeling like I need to hold my breath. Like, it's like, oh, is that okay? Because my me my media trained response is to zip it, don't talk about it anymore, shrink. But you are like, no, let let yourself expand, girl. I'm here for it. <laughs> so bring it thank here. You. <laughs> bring it here girl I'm like y'all I hate I, the one thing that I wish podcasting hu uh, had was I need a hug I need yeah. like a hug like be able to just like reach through this screen and hug you right now because that's all I want to do oh my gosh I'm just I I love you so much and I'm I'm just so excited that we can share these important messages with everybody that's listening, but also people that will hear this in the future. Because I know that there's going to be someone that said, wait, May Kay was on the podcast before. Let me go back and hear what she had to say. And then there's going to be someone listening, you know, six months from now and say, oh my gosh, like this is so good. This information is fantastic. And we need to just carry on the conversation of talking about representation and inclusivity and all the incredible things that you shared. So, oh my gosh. Well, we are going to switch gears because 
I, like I said, I was like, I, I, I don't even know where to go from here. Because this, <laughs> is, this is so great. There's not like a fancy, like beautiful segue other than if we keep going down this rabbit hole, we're both going to be in tears. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, 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 could, I think I was probably like two sentences away from welling up. <laughs> So yeah, let's switch gears. (laughs) Well, I want to switch gears because, but it's still going to be an emotionally charged conversation Mm -hmm. because May Kay asked me before we started recording, she was like, can I say the word pissed on your podcast? I don't don't say that stuff a lot, by the way. (laughs) She was like, can I talk about what really pisses me off? And I was like, that is what this episode is for today. So yes. Okay. So to give a little backstory. When I asked May Kay, I was like, you know what? It's been too long. I need you to come onto the podcast. And we said, well, what should we talk about? And we both know that podcasting has grown. Your podcast, like specifically as you you being a podcast host for the Quiet Rebels, we haven't even talked about that. She has the Quiet <laughs> Rebels podcast, and that has grown. And with that, and what you do in your business, podcast pitching has grown. And I said, can we please, please, please talk about? the do's and the don'ts and the like where people are missing the mark with podcast pitching. So I, we're, we're going to start from the top. I want you to tell me what pisses you off about <laughs> podcast pitches that you get. Cause I'm going to share mine too. Mm, okay. So this actually, um, funny enough, this links back to my recent reflections on the microaggressions that have happened in my school years, especially when it comes to my name. So very very quick story and then I'll jump into the exact point um in my French class I had a best friend she's also Chinese the rest of the class was I'd say 90% Caucasian so white and the other remaining I can't even remember what percentage I said (laughs) basically everyone else uh we were people of color so we're all girls of color because it was an all-girls school and so my French teacher she she remembered everyone else's names but she didn't remember my name properly nor my best friend so she merged our names together and then she said it like as a fun thing that like, oh I think you're you know whatever and then we took it as a joke at the time but when I look back in retrospect I'm like so you're telling me that we look so alike which we did not look alike like yes we have black hair yes we're obviously you know Asian, Chinese in particular. Yeah, that's obvious. But other than that, we actually had nothing in common in regards to our physical traits. I was taller than her. My friend was a lot um, thinner than me. She was much more fairer skinned. Um, we had different eye shapes, different face shapes, all the all this stuff. And I was like, so you're telling me that you're telling that we look so similar that we're not worth remembering really you remember everyone else even though actually the group of girls you know the popular girls right when they have the exact same hairstyles they have the exact same makeup they have the exact same I don't know just accessories whatever they're all so similar and they sit in a group but you remember all of their names perfectly fine all about mine and that leads me into what pisses me off is when it's different if someone doesn't know how to pronounce my name in my opinion, I think they should because if they're trying to be on my podcast, they should reference my name at some point. And if I don't know how to pronounce someone's name, I, I find out. I literally ask people, if I'm meeting them for the first time, how do I pronounce your name? 
leave me a voice note so I can play it over and over so I know how to pronounce it and how you like it to be pronounced. When people say hi and nothing or hi, Makeit, <laughs> hey, MK or whatever, like MK is a, it's a special nickname that only a few people can say, but um, they get my name wrong. And it doesn't make sense to me, Crystal, because my name is written in the email address they're emailing me with. <laughs> like, how can you miss that? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> and it pisses me off because it's lazy. It's on my it's on my podcast. Wherever you listen to the podcast, if they even listen to it, my name is right there. It's on my website. It's right there. So you bet your honey buns that I get really pissed off if someone gets that wrong. It doesn't matter the rest of the pitch. If their pitch was so good, I wouldn't know. Because as soon as I see that mistake, delete. No, don't even deserve a response. <sighs> oh my gosh. Okay, so I, I wish that y'all could see, you could see her face because she is like <laughs> legit. But it's funny because, okay, so I told her, I was like, okay, you share yours and I'm going to share mine. The top three, my top three are no name, misspelling my name and calling me the wrong name. So this oh, yeah. felt on like mm. a real deep level. Like y'all, these are basic things. Basic. <laughs> like, like Mae Kay said, it's on her website. It's on her podcast. If you Google her, it is the first thing that pops up and don't know. Don't sit there and say, well, I didn't know how to spell it. It is right there. It's <laughs> right there like I, and this is like I'm sure you experience this so much more because you have a hyphenated like you have a hyphen mm. in your name and so mm -hmm. I'm sure people get that wrong a lot more and maybe or maybe not you give them more grace but mm. I see my name misspelled all the time all the time it's with the c it's with like just super weird spellings and I'm like like you said my email address has my name in it what are you looking at? What are you doing, people? Like we're we're both on our soapboxes now. <laughs> we're like, unleashing on y'all. <laughs> like, you asked. We're telling you, get someone's name right. Get their name right. This is so important because you just heard Make. She's not even read the rest of your pitch. She didn't even see the second sentence because she's like. You didn't even take the time. That's really what I, I feel like somebody's mm -hmm. throwing like a glass of water in your face because it's mm -hmm. like, you didn't even take the time to get my name. So how do I even know what kind of value you're putting into your pitch or how much that you actually care about my show or my audience or helping to serve the people in my community? Maybe you do, but I don't see any of that because you can't even get my freaking name right. Oh my gosh. It, makes, it pisses me off too. <laughs> oh yeah. So when people are like, what, like, um, like how do you write a great pitch? I emphasize this so much. I'm like, look, this should be obvious, but clearly it's not obvious enough. It is not common sense. Apparently it's uncommon sense, right? Their name correctly <laughs> and pronounce it correctly when you meet them. <laughs> like on a oh Zoom call, whether it's preliminary call or the actual interview itself, do your research, listen to their their podcast because they will say, with your host, Crystal Prophet, with your host, Make A Thank, <laughs> you know? 
Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like it brings up this rage in me that I'm like, you know, <laughs> and it was funny because I had all I had called it pet peeves. I have my notes in front of me. I called it pet peeves, but then you were like, you know what really pisses me off? Like, you know what? It really pisses me off too. And I don't normally say that a lot either, but I'm like that. It's like really it grinds my gears. You know, I'm just like, oh, it drives me crazy. But the second one is the one that really like will get almost always like i mean there's a very very small percentage of people that it will actually come full circle and we end up to be a great connection is writing a book in an email that is just like it's not it's just words it's so many <laughs> words there's no formatting there's just sentence after sentence because I'm busy, you're busy, and I know everybody is busy. I don't have time to read a 3,000-word email that's explaining how incredible you are. I don't even know what all it says because, like, my case, it's probably going in the trash or just going to go unread completely. So how do you feel about longer emails? So I my primary method is warm, cold pitches <laughs> and long form. Because yeah. this question came up a lot when I when I used to be a copywriter, right? It's like, is long better than short form? Isn't short more succinct? Yes, short is absolutely succinct. But the only reason why people get pissed off with long emails is because they don't make it interesting. So I think it's actually not worth a matter of length. But I think, yeah, 3,000 words is definitely overkill. But um, so long as there's formatting, and I, I, it's like just... If it's a big block of text, no, that is so overwhelming for the eye. So recently when I ran uh, my ultimate podcast guesting workshop, there was um, a bonus call where a couple of people could send in their pitches for reviews. And one of them, I mentioned the importance of formatting. That means breaking up your text and using bolds and italics as well, just to keep the eye interested. So Laura Bell Gray calls them like, was it road bumps? Like they're reading road bumps. You want people to be able to stop and pay attention to things that really matter in that email. So that could be like, Here's a summary of the of how this conversation can go. Bullet point, bullet point, bullet point. Just the formatting alone. I'm not even talking about the content. I'm just talking about the context of delivery here. That is extremely important. And of course, the content's going to matter as well. Yeah, but no, you're absolutely right. So now, like, let me let me like reverse everything I just said because that's exactly what I'm talking. I'm talking about the unformatted not interesting. Like they start off like because I have gotten a few longer pitches that like right from the get-go that maybe they have a copywriter, maybe they have someone that's like they're gifted in this area. But as soon as they're like, are you looking for someone that does blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, oh, yes, that's me, you know? And then <laughs> it's like, well, you know, has is your audience going to be interested in this? And I'm like, yeah, they will. And then it just keeps going down. And like, I'm drawn to read the entire email, even if it is a longer one, because like you said, they've concentrated on the podcast. They've concentrated on that copy that they know will resonate with me as the host. And it's not something that's just kind of like schlepped together as like, oh, you know, this is a template. I'm just going to send it out to, you know, a thousand people and hope that I get a yes, which by the way, it's terrible strategy. Don't do that. Go, go, <laughs> go learn from Make please. And she will show you the proper way to do this. Do not do that. But, um, but yeah, that's another one. Do you have another one? Uh, I, I could keep going down my list here. Do you have another <laughs> don't for pitching you specifically? Not just something you would teach 
your your clients and members of your community, but do you have something that you're just like, oh, if I see this one more time, <laughs> I'm going to okay. lose it. So there is a right and wrong way, in my opinion and in my experience, for doing a podcast tour for your new book. So I think it's incredible when people, because I struggle writing long blog posts, let alone a book. Like a book is in my future, but not now. But I think there's definitely a right and wrong way to do it. So the right way is like understanding how your book connects to the purpose of the podcast and how it's going to be. And again, it's, it's all it leads back to value and relevancy. That's all. That's all it is. So that's wonderful, right? But the thing that pisses me off <laughs> is when people use that as like a virtual business card in a sense, mm-hmm. and it comes from a very self-serving place. It's literally yeah. like, hey, I just wrote a book on XYZ. I'm the expert. You're going to be so lucky if I can talk about this on your podcast. Where do I sign up? It's literally, I've literally <laughs> received a pitch like that. And it's through, like, not to say there's a problem pitching via DMs, because I got this on Instagram, but clearly it was mass sent. And it's incredibly self-serving. So if you have a book, if you have a program that you want to seed or actively promote, make sure that you adapt it so it's still relevant and valuable for that audience. Like, yeah, we all know that you want to get your book out there. You know, we want to get on those top seller lists. That's completely fine. But if you had to choose between service and self-importance, you can absolutely still have self-importance in the formula, but do not lead with it. Lead with service first, self-importance second. So this is why we get along so well, because this is like (laughs) our like through line of our values. Like, and this has never changed. Like we've both Mm -mm. felt this way from the very first time we ever talked. We always lead with value. Always, 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 because at the end of the day, people are going to like who they like, right? Like maybe you're listening to us right now and you're connecting with us and, you know, we hope that you are, but at the end of the day, if you're not, that's also okay. That's also like totally fine. If you're like, I just don't you know, like this person's going to be for me. So don't worry about the audience, like worry about like nitpicking, like every single person out of the audience. You want to just show up and serve whether anyone ever buys anything from you. They buy your book, they buy your program. You want to show up because as a host, I mean, and I don't want to speak for you, but that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for someone to show up to serve my audience, like hopefully teach us something new, wow us, tell us a funny story, just relate to us in some way, because that's going to go so much further. And obviously, Maykay, she's here for the third time sharing her (laughs) genius because she shows up and she serves every single time that she comes onto this podcast. So I totally agree with everything you just said. Mm. Thank you. I'm glad to have that affirmed. hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, like that, that. I think there's so many um, things that we could talk about, and I think what it really boils down to is pretty much what we said. But to make it extremely memorable, I call it the PR method. And no, that doesn't stand for public relations. It does in some contexts, but not in this one. This is what I teach people over and over and over again. Like this is all you need to remember. I promise. It's personalization, relevancy. That is it. It's so good. It's so good. And I'm thinking of, it's funny because I don't remember which podcast episode it was, but two things just popped into my head. 
exploding kittens. <laughs> <laughs> because you talked about that in one of your old yeah, ones. Yeah. And like, didn't you accuse me of animal abuse? Like, uh, Meg, hey, we, I'm like, no, it's a like, card game. You about? You're like, no, it's a card game. We had to talk about it. Oh, I even forgot what the second thing was. That was the number one thing that I just thought of. But as soon as you said personalization, that's what it was. And that was something that you were like, oh my, it really resonated with the host that you sent that to because yes. they were like, yes. wait, what? Like they probably stopped their scroll mid sentence. And they're like, did she just say, did she reference exploding kittens? Like either they know you or they're like, oh, like you get me and like you understand mm-hmm. my show and who I am. And so, you know, we're, I've still never played the card game. I've seen it at Target many times. I've never I, played I it. have pet cats. I would never want to actually explode kittens. That would, <laughs> that no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a card game. It's a card game. It's a card oh, game. <laughs> it's so funny. But it goes back to personal. Okay, y'all. I've never played this game. She told me this. I think this was in our first episode, actually. So this was more than two years ago. You told me that story and it has stuck in my brain (laughs) because it was so, it was, I I don't see that. Like, and it wasn't even a pitch to me. It was a pitch that she used to someone else. So personalization matters. Relevancy. I don't know. I don't know what, we'll have to talk about the the context of that, the relevancy for that pitch. But, (laughs) but I, I just go back to, the personalization is so important, making it about the audience, making it about serving the host and their community is so important. And that's actually one of the next one that I was going to tell you. The thing that pisses me off, that's where we're just going to go with it, is not aligning who you are as a potential guest and what you do with our message. And I, I say are in the context of being a podcast host, like Maybe you do, maybe you are an author, like May Kay was saying, and you're like, oh, I want to go on this book tour. If you don't do your research and you really don't put in the time to understand the audience that you want to potentially speak to, we know. (laughs) We We know. Because I mean, and we know we can smell it from a mile away where Mm -hmm. we're just like, uh, you're just being braggadocious on yourself. And we don't have, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for you just to come onto my show and tell me how incredible you are, how amazing you are. And I just, I don't have time for that. So yeah. And which we, we sure you are incredible, but be incredible elsewhere. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Go, go talk on your own platform if you want to do that. But if you're going to come to this space, you better show up with value. You better show up like obviously get our names right guys like this is just (laughs) so simple so so simple y'all get the name right oh my gosh oh my gosh (laughs) yeah i think the soapbox has expanded to a full-on stage here (laughs) it's not a box no more it's a stage we're just we're just yeah we're just sharing the stage passing the mic back and forth we could do this for hours talking about the do's and don'ts but i do want to wrap up this part of our conversation and ask you what, you know, cause we're, I don't always like to focus on the negative. Both of us, mm. we, we are positive people, but we just felt like there were, obviously we needed to get some things off of our chest today about bad mm. pitches because yeah. we've seen it happen too, too much with everybody growing their shows, knowing that podcast guesting is a fantastic strategy. And I recommend anybody that's thinking about doing it, go, go to make like go to her <laughs> and see all the amazing things that she has. But my last question about pitches is what is one strategy that you have seen either for yourself or one of your members of your community that is working really well 
right now to make a faster connection with the host. Ooh, very good. So I actually have two, like I share this inside my UPG workshop as well. And it's the warm versus cold pitch journey. So I literally mapped out a like a sequence between how you can warm up before you even pitch versus when you don't. Because yes, you can be successful with cold pitching so long as you do it in a warm manner. <laughs> so that was, that was my signature process. But the things to do to actually connect with the host before, you can leave them a review. I mean, like, I think to myself, like, oh, maybe I should leave more reviews, <laughs> right? So this is a work in progress for myself, too. But, like, leaving reviews, because trust me, they read the reviews. No matter how big they get, they read reviews. And if you are able to screenshot it before you send it in, because it takes a couple of days, sometimes up to a week, for a review to actually appear on uh, whichever platform that you're doing it on, whether it's Apple Podcasts or whether it's CastBox, wherever, um, screenshot it post that on insta or who wherever your mutual social media platform is it could be linkedin it could be facebook it could be instagram tiktok i don't know <laughs> i only use instagram and facebook groups but for the sake of simplicity i'm gonna say instagram stories so share that review and tag the host tell them why you left a review and encourage other people to do that because when people see that they're like oh, wow, Crystal left a review for me and she shared it. So it's not a secret thing. And she's encouraging other people to do it. That's amazing. And just something as simple as you're listening to their podcast anyway, take a screenshot, post that on Insta, tag them. And if you do, okay, when, if you do multiple stories talking about the same thing, tag the host each time. For example, before I jumped on with Crystal today, I did a four-part um, insta story and i made sure to tag her in each post why because it's easier for her to reshare it and also so she can get notified that she sees them all so whenever you're actually tagging a host in anything if you've got it more than one insta story for example make sure you tag them in each one so it's easy for them to reshare and yeah when you're doing that when you're screenshotting whichever episode you're listening to share your takeaways prove that you're listening to it that you didn't just fast forward so it looks like you've listened to the episode but um I was about to say fast forward it no don't fast forward it <laughs> listen to that and then share the takeaway and tag them the more you do this the more you're like popping up on their radar when they see your name in their inbox from an application you filled out or a contact form or an email they can be like oh wait I've seen Crystal before yeah she, she left a review last week yeah, she shared episode number 293, like, you know, whatever. So that's how you can actually just get on their radar. Actually be genuine about it as well. Don't fake that. Do not fake this stuff. Because again, we will know. <laughs> I know if someone's talking out of their ass. Yes. <laughs> we know when people are talking out of their ass. <laughs> oh my so, god so don't do it talk from this your is, mouth and from your heart this is so from your mouth and from your heart <laughs> <laughs> this is so good because i'm just like y'all everything that meg hey just shared is freaking gold that was so so smart and yet it's so simple she didn't mm -hmm. ask you to go and invest tons of money to like hire this pr firm to do all this like how simple is it for you to genuinely listen to someone's podcast, leave them a review? You could even say in your review, hey, I loved episode number blah, 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 where you talked about this and, uh, and exactly what you said. 
I read all of my reviews. I, as soon as one comes through, I'm like, oh, what does this one say? So mm-hmm. absolutely. Oh my gosh. Like mic drop. Like I feel like we're dropping mics all over the place at this point because that was so good. Oh my gosh. Like you're just giving gems today. And this is so fun. This is why I said I could talk to you forever, but I know that we have to wrap this up soon. So <laughs> we're going to move into rapid fire questions. And because you've already been on the podcast, like you've heard these before. So I'm going to do a little quick spin on them because I got to keep you on your toes. I got to keep you (laughs) on your toes a little bit. So the first one is it's normally what advice would you give to a brand new podcaster? But today I want to ask what piece of advice would you give to someone thinking about guesting on their very first podcast? Imagine somebody is going to their very first podcast tomorrow and they're nervous and they're like, oh, am I going to say something? Like what piece of advice would you give to them? Oh, oh, this, oh, there's so many things that I could say. The first thing that comes to mind, if it's your first interview, make sure you do prep yourself as in like you, you look at the pitch you've sent them. And I'm emphasizing this so much because there was one time when I didn't. Luckily, I knew my topic well enough, but it really threw me off because I was like, oh, I thought I was talking about pitching today, but I was talking about overall guesting, for example. So look back at your pitch that you sent because that way you're going to be well-versed in that area. Keep notes by your laptop or your monitor, where, wherever you are doing this interview. They can't see it if it's like on your keyboard. So I would have a sheet. I have a cheat book, not a cheat sheet, a cheat book. <laughs> and I, I just like lay it down on top of my key, um, my my keyboard because I just want to see like just I can just have a quick glance because they don't capture your um, they don't record audio a lot of the time. If they do, they're not going to notice like, you know, a very subtle glance to just double check part two of your process. So just read the pitch, listen to at least two episodes of this podcast. And the reason why is because you want to understand the conversational tone that the host has. You want to see, do they ask the same questions over and over again? Is it throughout the interview? Or maybe it's towards the end, like how Crystal's doing right here. And you want to see, do they interject when their guests speak? Or do they sit back and hold space? Because Crystal, she sits back and holds space, but she also knows when to interject, when to re like loop back to something. You want to understand what they do because I've had a guest who was so set in the question she sent me. She didn't realize I was deviating from it. She panicked. She panicked because she was like, oh, I thought we were just going through the questions I sent you. And I was like, no, like I, I often ask those questions, but I deviate. And you want to be as prepared as possible for any curveball question. So that's kind of like three pieces of advice in one. Remember your pitch, have your notes, and listen to at least two episodes to understand the host conversational style. Oh gosh, that's that's so good though. Like, I mean, I I wish I would have had that the first time I was a guest <laughs> on the podcast because I, I I think I kind of had that panic set in. Like, oh my gosh, like what? Uh, how like deer in headlights? What am I supposed to say? So yeah, no, these are so so good. Okay, normally I would ask, "What's your dream podcast? Who would be your dream podcast guest?" But instead, I want to ask, "What is your favorite podcast right now?" Hmm. I really like System Save Me by Jordan Gill. I was on it recently as well, so I'm definitely very biased. And also I'm a good friend of Jordan's. <laughs> um, and she's a good friend of mine. Um, I just really like how 
she speaks about certain things and sometimes she can do it like chop 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 like you know system 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 step by step but also how she also has these very much needed conversations so I went on the show recently to talk about sustainable visibility and how you know that that's a big picture topic it's not necessarily a step-by-step thing yes I have process and everything but I love that it's a combination of the two any any podcast really that has room for those deep conversations but also knows how to keep the audience on their toes not lose them during those big conversations Right. Awesome. We'll we'll link to the episode that you did with her in the show notes. So everybody, (laughs) you'll have to go check that out too. Once you listen to all of the ones that McKay has been on, on this podcast, then you can go listen to that one. (laughs) You're going to be busy. Yeah. If you want to hear this voice even more, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. You're so funny. Okay. So the last question is normally, do you consider yourself a perfectionist? But now I want to ask you, what is one thing that you are so grateful for in your podcast journey? Okay, this is going to sound super cheesy, but I love cheese. I like cheese boards, okay? <laughs> this, this smells so cheesy. It's actually, there is something you said in your second episode on my podcast. So maybe we can link those two, the two episodes that Crystal's been on and, you know, pending third. But there was one thing that you mentioned about perfectionism and it's just like taking me, it's given me so much permission to not be perfect. And I can't actually remember the exact wording, but the impact and the takeaway from that conversation was like, like <laughs> if you've got a problem with your audio, that's cool. Just post it anyway. It, I, like, I'm a recovering perfectionist and I think thanks to Crystal, I've actually let go of a lot of it. So you said earlier today that it looks like I'm always having fun. I don't look bored. It's because I finally let go of trying to be perfect all the time. And I noticed my audience resonates with that because it gives them permission to not be perfect too. And they love the realness of when like I just shared an episode about behind the scenes of my scrappy workshop launch. I didn't have a proper launch in place. I had a whiteboard. I just took notes. I took a picture of it and I asked, hey, would anyone be interested in it? Yeah. That's not perfect, but it's great. So I guess my answer to your question is um, learning that from you, actually. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, y'all, this has, been so, this has been one of my favorite episodes I've ever done. Me and this too. is just, oh, this was so, so good. So tell everybody where they can find you, what you're working on right now, and your favorite place to connect with people online. Absolutely. So for those of you who would like to know like 25 proven ways to get booked on podcasts, then you're going to love this resource that I have, which is called Be Our Podcast Guest. And basically I asked 25 podcasters, what's one out of the box piece of advice that they would share for people who want to book? You're going to want that. It's literal roadmaps. And think of it as a personalized roadmap for each of those podcast podcasters podcast. <laughs> So that is what I highly recommend that you go to. So go to 25experts.makingfan.com for that one. And what am I working on? So I've briefly mentioned it and I'm going to mention it again. So UPG, what does that stand for? Ultimate Podcast Guesting. And yeah, I had to check myself to see, <laughs> is this worthy to be called the Ultimate Podcast Guesting <laughs> Workshop? So I've actually 
turned it into a workshop series where you can get phase one, phase two, phase three of my whole process. And you can get it all as a bundle or you can get it singular if you just want part one, part two or part three or a combo. And if you're interested in really knowing that step-by-step process with a ton of examples and walkthroughs and timeless strategies, I highly recommend that you go check that out. So what you do for that one, go to pitchworkshop.makeitan.com. I will send a link to Crystal and Crystal. Just putting it out there. If you want to be an affiliate, we can make that an affiliate link. Awesome. (laughs) As well. And of all the social media platforms, I'd highly recommend we connect on Instagram because I'm a huge voice note DMer. So (laughs) podcaster and me. And all you need to do is go to instagram.com forward slash vkfang. That's without the hyphen, just to make everyone's life easier, including my own. (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh we're gonna have links to all of this and i have to tell you that i love going on to make a stories because she always shares pictures of her little kitties and her cats (laughs) and it just i had to share one with the boys the other day because we recently got a cat last it's been a full year and little (laughs) nibbles and i've asked make several times i'm like uh like is this like is this what's going on? Like, this is this how cat life is? Because I'd never had a cat before. I'd never had one. And I saw a picture the other day of one of your cats in a laundry basket. And I yep. had to show the boys. And they were like, oh, so cute. So yeah, if you're if you're all about the cat life and looking at cute pictures, oh my God. What are their names? The names are Loki and Luna. And actually, literally in the last couple of days, Crystal. I've, I'm officially adopting them because they are actually my sister's cats and because she recently gave birth to my nephew last year and she just realized that the cat's quality of life is actually better here because we live in a four-bedroom house and my sister lives in a two-bedroom flat and she has a, you know, a, a young and <laughs> a tiny human to look after. So actually we had that conversation and I'm officially adopting them. So I'm actually going to be transitioning from cat auntie to cat mama. <laughs> I love this so much. And they're both so cute. They have these little squishy faces. Yes, oh my they gosh, do. I love it. I love it. They're so cute. Well, y'all go follow May Kay. Go check out all her resources. We're going to link to everything in the show notes. But thank you so much for sharing all the wisdom that you share with us here today. I'm so grateful to have you in my life and for you to be the jam to my peanut butter. So thank we, you so we much. We call it jelly, by the way, because I actually like the word jelly. I just wiggle, wiggle. So. <laughs> jelly like internally i will see like what's jelly oh yeah it's jam but we can just call it pb and j pb and jelly whatever you want to call it (laughs) i love it so much thank you so much for being here today thank you love you crystal (laughs) so what did you think oh my gosh she's just she's so dang incredible and I love the chemistry that we have back and forth in being able to talk very openly about what's going on in our own business, in our podcast, in our own journeys. Because since we met in person in October 2019, like I feel like we have evolved so much as people, as entrepreneurs, and leaders in our industry. And I'm just so grateful to have her as 
the jam or the jelly to my peanut butter. And she's just, she's so fantastic. But since this episode was recorded, May Kay has actually started a directory for Asian entrepreneurs. She wants to make sure that they are being seen and spotlighted. And I love this idea so much. So I'm going to have extra links in the show notes to some of the really cool outreach programs that she is working on to make sure that introverted and underrepresented entrepreneurs out there. So I want to make sure you go check these out. All of them are going to be in the show notes and make sure that you stay on the lookout for Make Hay's awesome upcoming podcast pitching workshop. If you are trying to get on podcast, okay, everybody listen up because you should be doing this. You should be wanting to get on podcast so you can get your show out in front of more people. Go check out the link in the description. You're gonna find it in the show notes. It's crystalprofit.com slash episode 244 and you'll find everything that we talked about today, all of Make Hay's incredible links. And y'all, please go follow her on Instagram because I love watching her and her fluffy cats. <laughs> she has been the person, like ever since we got our kitten last year, I'm like, I don't know how to take care of this cat. I don't know what they're doing. And she has been helping me with just understanding being a cat mom and all the things entailed there. So go check out the show notes, crystalprofit.com slash 244. Go connect with May Kay on Instagram and all the other places where you can connect with her. And as always, remember, keep it up. We all have to start somewhere. <laughs>